This is the Action Network Podcast. That's when you have fun. When you're kicking somebody's ass and they're sucking for win. That was good. Ready? Go. Inbounder on the baseline. Foul. And a steal! Last chance to dead! Way outside. Welcome to the Action Network podcast presented by FanDuel. I'm Nick Giffen, predictive analyst here at Action Network, and joining me is our director of predictive analytics, Sean Kerner. Today, we have March Madness Sweet 16 player props for you. In rounds one and two, Sean, we combined for a 39-16 and 16 record plus 20.94 units, almost 21 units, including, Sean, five and one on picks from this very podcast last week a reminder every prop we give out is tracked in the action app also if you are looking for deep dives into every game of the first round be sure to check out our big bets on campus podcast and we'll have extensive breakdowns on actionnetwork.com and the action app as well all right sean let's dive into player props for the sweet 16 it sounds like you're heading to the east region for your first pick yeah, so uh, for my first prop, I'm going Marquise Noel uh, of Kansas State to go under 18 and a half points. Um, it's at minus 125 right now, but he's only cleared this in five of the last 14 games, and Kansas State averaged 72.3 points per game over that stretch, and they only have a team total of 68 against Michigan State here, so points will likely be harder to come by. Uh, this all, this matchup also doesn't favor Noel, uh, he tends to rely on getting to the free throw line to put up points. He's an 89% free throw shooter, so that makes sense. Um, in the five games he cleared this number over that stretch I uh, mentioned, he averaged 9.2 free throw attempts a game. In the nine games he was held under this number, he only averaged 3.6 free throw attempts a game. And Michigan State uh, sends their opponents to the line um, less than the league average, 3.4% to be exact, less than the league average, which means this is just a less favorable matchup for Noel. That's why we're projecting him closer to 16 points here with a 65% chance uh, of staying under 18 and a half. Yeah, I definitely like that. And uh, from another part of our projections there, we also have him over on his assist prop. And while we're not taking <laughs> that, you know, we would love to see him dish out those assists, yeah. I think, for this one. So uh, a nice correlated player, uh, I should say correlated play, to kick us off for the first pick of the Sweet 16. All right, I'm going to go to my first player prop, and I, I'm also staying in the South region. I'm going to take Vladislav Golden under 9.5 points in that Florida Atlantic versus Tennessee game. Now, Vladislav Golden for Florida Atlantic, he's averaged 10.6 points this year, but... That came in 77.8 points per game for Florida Atlantic. Now they go up against this very strong Tennessee defense, also a team that does play a little bit slower on pace than the national average. So as a result, Florida Atlantic's team total is just 62.5 points, which is a 20% reduction in points from the 77.8 they've scored this year. So if you think about it, you know, Golden's had about a 10 and a half point per game average, and we reduced that by 20%. All of a sudden we're down to eight and a half just by pure mathematics. Then 
His projected minutes are down from earlier in the year by about 10%. He's been right around that 19-minute mark, plus or minus like two minutes in almost every single one of his recent games. So we are projecting him for 19 minutes there. So we need to reduce that projected point total even further for the minutes reduction. And then that doesn't even get into the matchup. Golden, he is a big, big, big guy. Mm-hmm. You know, seven plus footer, and he only scores from inside. Well, Tennessee allows the 52nd lowest two-point attempt to field goal attempt ratio. So they don't let teams shoot inside. They force teams to shoot from the outside, from three-pointers. So uh, as a result, you know, he won't have as many field goal opportunities. And when he does get field goal opportunities, Tennessee is 11th in the nation in field goal percentage allowed from two-pointers. So that bumps his projection down even further. As a result, Sean, we're projecting him for just seven and a half. So I definitely like under nine and a half here. All right, Sean, time to go to pick number two. What do you got for us? So I'm going with uh, Tristan Newton of UConn to go under four and a half assists. Um, he's he's cleared this in four straight games. However, since car- conference play started, he's only cleared this exactly 50% of the time. So this would typically be a good number for him, but this is a terrible matchup for him to rack up assists. You know, Arkansas sends their opponents to the free throw line at one of the highest rates in the country. Can't get assists when, you know, you're shooting free throws. So that that's reason number one. Uh, but also Arkansas is good at, you know, generating turnovers. Again, you can't really get assists when you're turning the ball over. Um, and Arkansas is one of the best teams in the country at preventing three-pointers. That's a big reason why their assist rate allowed is around 7% lower than the Division One average. Um, plus, you know, I, I've been busted, uh, you know, taking over on assist props. So I was looking for an assist prop to take the under. Uh, I just think with all these games being lower scoring, it's it, assists have been harder to come by. So I like the fact that we're already showing value on the under here at 4.1 assists um, for his projection with a 61% chance to stay under four and a half here. Yeah, I, I definitely like that. And uh, I'm with you pretty much. And there will be an exception, but pretty much I have been enjoying the assist unders as well. <laughs> uh, and, and we'll talk about that one. But, um, you know, I think this is a really good spot for that assist under. So I'm going to I'm going to join you, but I'm going to spin this a little different. I'm going to take Tristan Newton under, but I'm going to do under 20 and a half points plus rebounds plus assists. And you can get that at minus 110. Uh, so in addition to everything you said about the assist, which 100% is uh, right there with you, I really like Newton to go under his points prop as well. So why don't we combine them all together? Now, Tristan Newton, uh, if we just look at field goals, he makes 52.8% of his points from field goals via the three ball uh, versus a national average of 37.7%. So I'm not counting free throws. I'm just looking at field goals. 52.8%. Versus a 37.7% national average he makes from three. Well, Arkansas is just the opposite. They allow just 29.8% of field goal points to come via the three ball. Again, versus that 37.7% national average. So like 8% lower than the national average. And that is good for eighth lowest in the nation. So they are preventing the three ball Arkansas is. Now, There is maybe a little bit of an angle here where Newton gets fouled a lot because Arkansas does foul a lot. And and Newton does score a a very good chunk of his points from the free throw line. But I think that would come into play most in a close game uh, if Connecticut's ahead, especially that last minute or so. 
but then even often you're you're not trying to foul their most accurate free throw shooter and newton certainly has a very high free throw percentage so uh there's a chance they try to find other players to foul as well so we're not really showing anything on the rebound side we're right Mm -hmm. in line with the market there but since we're showing under on both points and on the Mm -hmm. assist side i'm gonna go with the points plus the rebounds plus the assists under 20 and a half for tristan newton all right so that is our picks for the Thursday games. And Sean, I know you and I both each have a pick for Friday's yeah. games as well. So why don't you start us off with your Friday game pick? Yeah, so for my, for my Friday pick, I have Keyshaw Johnson of San Diego State under five and a half rebounds at minus 120. And, you know, the so the first thing is San Diego State loves to rotate players in and out of the lineup uh, during the game, similar to a hockey team. I swear, Furman was on a fast break and they did a whole line shift. Um, But joking aside, they they usually have nine players play between 15 and 25 minutes. So Johnson's only averaged 18 minutes a game in the tournament as a result. So it's going to be tough for him to clear this number just if that trend continues. But, you know, if he does happen to top 20 minutes here, which wouldn't be too crazy, this is just a tough matchup for him to see extra rebound chances. You know, Alabama's a good shooting team that gets to the line at a very high rate. Uh, They also turn the ball over at a higher rate than league average. Um, They also rank top 25 in offensive rebound rate and have their shots get blocked at a top 25 rate, which is pretty bizarre. But all of those factors should lead to fewer rebound chances for Johnson, not more. Um, So in his limited playing time, he's going to have to kind of get lucky to see, you know, this many rebound chances. So I love getting him under uh, five and a half rebounds right now. Uh, So we're projecting this closer to five rebounds with a 62% chance of him staying under five and a half. Yeah. I really like that, that block angle there because uh, a lot of times, you know, there will be while you can get a rebound off of a block, uh, yeah. a lot of times those will be swatted out of bounds or something like that, which does create a lower percentage of a chance of a rebound there. So um, just Sean going the extra mile here to, to even <laughs> look at the blocks on this particular prop. I love it. Sean gave his Friday pick. I'm going to give my Friday pick, and this is where the exception to the assist rule comes into play. I'm going back to the well here because Serge Jabari Rice went over one and a half assists last week. And I'm taking him over one and a half assists again this week in Texas's matchup versus Xavier. When I say we're going back to the well, remember, we got minus 120 for over one and a half assists against Colgate. We're getting plus money here against Xavier. And like Colgate, Xavier doesn't force turnovers. Xavier is 293rd in the nation in turnover percentage. And Xavier doesn't foul. They're 62nd in the nation Uh, in foul rate that means if you're not forcing turnovers and you're not fouling more possessions are going to end in field goal attempts and when you get more possessions ending in field goal attempts some of those are going to go in which means some more are going to be assists also Xavier's not great at preventing shots from going in they're just 149th in the nation which is right around national average uh, at effective field goal percentage which you know compared to the schedule that Texas has faced this year uh, is actually worse you know, than what Texas has faced. So um, that should help Serge Jabari grab some assists as well. If, if you know the teammates he's passing and they're taking shots, those shots are going in at a higher rate. Also, 
Xavier, they just don't prevent assists when shots do go in. Their assist rate defensively is 253rd in the nation, well above national average. So all the signs here pointing to over on assists, very much like we saw with Colgate. Same thing for Xavier. So one other factor about Xavier, they're even more up-tempo than Colgate was. So that just leads to more overall possessions. So we're projecting right around two assists here. I'm favored to go over, Sean. So I, I like that plus money. What do you think? After the first couple rounds, uh, my rule is just don't take the over on any player's assist prop unless, it, of course, it's Sir Jabari Rice. To be clear, some books uh, post it as Jabari Rice, right? So yeah, yeah. So there's lots of for. lots of naming confusion <laughs> out there. So those are our six player props. We do have one other loose end to tie up here, and that is the Giffen Guide to March Madness. Remember, we were trying to roll over eight teams. Uh, to get them into the Elite Eight. We just wanted one of them to hit because if one of them does, we will profit. And right now we have two teams out of the eight alive, which is pretty much right around expectation. And since we tend to go with underdogs on these, I think Creighton's actually the only like uh, eight or lower seed. So, uh, you know, would be favored in their first game in terms of just a seeding perspective. I think we're doing pretty well by getting two teams. And the two teams remaining, like I said, are Creighton, Uh, and they will be facing Princeton. And then the other team is Arkansas, and Arkansas is going up against UConn. So Arkansas getting that big upset of Kansas. They are now underdogs versus UConn as well, and this is exactly what we talked about. That compounding nature of things means we're getting Arkansas plus 150. We're already at 1.16 units, right? If we started with a quarter unit on them, we're betting 1.16 based off the quarter unit we initially had what we won from the first game, what we won from the second game. Uh, So 1.16 times one and a half, that's going to put us well over the two unit initial investment should they beat UConn. Similarly, Creighton versus the spread. It's not quite going to get us there because right now we're at 0.94 units. Uh, They ended up, you know, being pretty much even money there with Baylor. So we didn't get to really compound on that, but they are minus 10 versus Princeton. So I am taking them on the spread there, minus 10 as well. Uh, I think, Sean, I believe you have it at minus 10. I actually have it uh, closer to minus 11 and a half, but those are the two games I've got there. Real quick, Sean, I'd, I'd like to get your thoughts on those two. Yeah, it's just a, a shame that, uh, you know, Creighton's such a massive favorite here, but, you know, I, I love these and love the idea. Um uh, Definitely a redemption from last year, but uh, overall, fantastic job with this uh, this year. Yeah, that part of that was, you know, hoping Creighton would get to face Arizona. But yeah. as we know, Princeton upset <laughs> Arizona. So that goes by the wayside. But uh, Arkansas, UConn, honestly, I'll be okay either way personally yeah. in that game because we got to roll it up. But then I know you and I both have UConn to the final four yeah. in our brackets. So <laughs> a little bit of hedge life there, I guess. But That is going to do it for the March Madness Sweet 16 Player Props and Giffen Guide episode on the Action Network podcast. Make sure to find more from Sean Kerner and myself on Action Network's website. And don't forget to download the free award-winning Action Network app about all of our prop picks and other picks. Best of luck with all your bets this weekend, and we'll see you next time on the Action Network podcast presented by FanDuel. Action Network reminds you, please gamble responsibly. If you or someone you care about has a gambling problem, help is available 24-7 at 1-800-GAMBLER.